0: Well, good morning and welcome to Renewal. Uh, My name is Chris. And my
1: name is Jared, and we're the pastors here at Renewal Church. Thanks for being with us. We're continuing our Work Matters teaching series today. And uh, last week we talked about how God has a purpose and a plan for your work, and how we challenge you to go to work as if God is your boss. And I know that if you took that seriously, I'm trusting that you had a very different work week this week.
0: Uh, But today we're talking about a topic that I think that challenges all of us, and we all know what it's like, and that's dealing with difficult people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pastor Jared and I are going to teach this together, and I'm really up here as Pastor Jared's difficult person. That's right, you are. Uh, And he's my difficult person, so hopefully together we can figure this out, how to deal with one another, and through that you can help you guys uh, deal with the difficult people in your life.
1: Yeah, so no matter who you are or what you do, whether you work in the top of an office tower, or you're a stay-at-home mom, I know that there are difficult people in your life and learning to deal with them in a godly way is so important, you know? Um, Sometimes the difficult person in your life is your boss and, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. And it just makes it so incredibly challenging and it leaves us frustrated and it leaves us feeling powerless.
0: Uh, But you know, there are different kinds of difficult people in our life. Uh, In fact, uh, in their book, Dealing With People You Can't Stand, uh, Dr. Rick Brinkman and Dr. Rick Kirshner identified 10 specific types of difficult people. So as we go through these, see if you recognize any of these kind of people in your life.
1: Yeah, the first person is the tank. The tank person is confrontational, pointed, and angry, the ultimate in pushy and aggressive behavior.
0: I know a few tanks. Uh, The next one is the sniper, right? Uh, They use rude comments, biting, sarcasm. It's like they're shooting bullets uh, at you. Uh, Or they have that well-timed roll of the eyes, you know. Mm -hmm. I can do that really well.
1: Yeah, the next person is the know-it-all. This is the one that uh, my wife says I am. Is seldom in doubt the know-it-all person has a low tolerance for correction and contradiction.
0: And then there's the think they know-it-all people. I know a lot of people like this. Yeah. You know, they learn just enough uh, to think they know everything about a topic, uh, right? And they come off as arrogant and they like to exaggerate their knowledge and everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Then we have the grenade person. The grenade person explodes into just uncontrolled anger and outbursts, and sometimes it has nothing to do with what's going on, and you wonder, where did that
0: come where from? Where did that come from, that's come right. From? And then there's the yes person, the maybe person, the no person. The yes person says yes to everything because they don't like confrontation. Uh, the maybe person loves procrastination, so they never really commit to anything, and the no person is like that Debbie Downer, no matter what, yep. it's just no. hmm
1: uh, I like this one, the nothing person. Maybe you've worked with this person. They're called the nothing person because they contribute nothing to everything. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the last one, and I'm sure we all know people like this, are the liners. Uh, right? They whine and think everything is unfair. They're always the victim. Uh, You know, it's always everybody else's fault.
1: Yeah. So you've, I know you have some of these in your workplace, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) Um, But if you've got, if you work as an accountant or you work as a barista, here's the deal. You've got these people in your life, and it's a real spiritual issue. It's a spiritual issue when you deal with difficult people, because when, uh, when you have difficult people in your life, it can be discouraging for you, It can be stressful for you, it can be hurtful for you, it can bring out the worst in us. But if you learn to deal with difficult people in a godly way, then you have more peace in your life, you have less stress in your life, you have less hurt in your life, and it brings out the best in us. So dealing with difficult people is a spiritual issue. And not only does it help the other person be less difficult when you handle it well, it helps you grow too. And as the difficult people in your life come to meet you, they will become less difficult as you respond in positive ways and you break that cycle of negativity. So you'll end up with more peace, less stress, and a stronger faith when you tackle it in God's way. So let me ask you this. Who are the difficult people that you're dealing with in your life right now? Jared and
0: Kirk. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I
1: would say don't write names down, just oh. write initials. What's your middle name? Jakey. I actually Sean. don't know your it's Sean. Is it really Sean? It is Sean? With a with an H or like S-H-A-W-N. a communist, like an S E A. Okay, uh, the good Irish spelling. Okay, good. You probably need to write this person's name or initials down, or maybe just think about this person in your head as we're going through this message today, because this is often not a generic thing. It's a very specific people about who are the people that God wants you to learn to love and deal with in a godly way when they're difficult. Because here's what you got to understand. The people in your life who treat us unfairly, the people in our lives who get on our nerves are often in our lives for a reason. It's not an accident. And today we're gonna talk about why God has those people in your life. But our responsibility as followers of Jesus, our responsibility just as human beings is not to run away from them, it's not to fight them, it's not to hurt them back. Our part is to live in peace with everyone as as much as we possibly can. That actually is today's memory verse. Why don't you pull that up on the screen for us? I want us to read this together, today's memory verse. It starts with do your part. Let's read it out loud together. Ready, here we go. Do your part to, to live in peace, in peace with, with everyone, everyone as, as much as, as possible.
0: And that's even if the other person is the aggressor, yeah. even if they're the instigator, even if they're the cause of the difficulty, right? We have to do our part to bring peace. And that means their focus should be on ourselves first. You know, what can I do? Uh, and the, but then it says as much as possible. Right, because the truth is there are times and there are certain people that we're, we're just not gonna be able uh, to live in peace uh, with and you know, no matter what we do, it's not gonna have an effect. Uh, but we should always, always, always do our part uh, to live in peace with everyone. Now listen, even Jesus had difficult people he had to deal with, yes. uh, believe it or not. In fact, Jesus sets the example for us on how we should deal with the difficult people in our life. And so we're gonna look at a story today from the New Testament. Uh, About a guy named Zacchaeus now Zacchaeus was a tax collector like strike number one, right? He was a tax collector. He was automatically hated. I mean who likes the tax man? Uh, Not only that Zacchaeus worked for the Romans, and so he was part of the occupying army, and he was actually collecting taxes uh, from the Jews to pay the Roman army to occupy them, right? So they, they hated him, uh, and he. on top of that, he actually stole. He took more than it was actually required, so he was taking a little extra off the top for himself, uh, and he had become rich by cheating people. And so we're going to look at this story. Uh, it's from uh, the book of Luke. It's uh, chapter 19, uh, verse 1 to and we're going to take it piece by piece. So let's look at uh, verse number, Luke 19, verse number one and two. It says, "Jesus entered Jericho uh, and made his way through the town." Uh, there was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was one of the most influential Jews in the Roman tax-collecting business, and he had become very rich. Now, right here, there's about to be uh, an amazing, life-transforming encounter between Jesus and Zacchaeus, one of the most notoriously difficult people in all of Jericho, and it's going to change everything. Yeah,
1: and the reason we're looking at this story of Zacchaeus today is because some of you are caught in this cycle with the difficult people in your lives where they respond to you and then you respond to them. And it may be your your, your boss or your coworker. It might even be a sibling or a spouse where the other person is continually setting us off and then in turn we respond in those same destructive ways. And the situation always ends up hurtful. And we do the same things over and over again. Look, you've all heard the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over again and expecting different results. We cannot stay the same and expect different results from the difficult people in our lives. We have to change, because if you're sitting there waiting for them to change, you're going to be waiting forever, right? So that's what we're talking about today. How does God want me to respond to the difficult people in my life in a way that changes the situation, changes their life, and changes my life for the better? So I want you to be thinking about that specific difficult person in your life right now so that you can begin to apply the biblical truths that we're talking about today. So go
0: ahead and turn to the inside of your message notes, and we're going to look when faced with a difficult person... I should, the first thing we should do is consider God's purpose. Go ahead and write that down. Consider God's purpose. You know, Jesus had a purpose for encountering Zacchaeus. Even though everyone else had written him off as a cheat, as a difficult person, no hope for redemption, they hated him. Jesus saw something different in Zacchaeus. Jesus, in fact, didn't give up on him. Uh, Let's pick up our story from verse 3. Zacchaeus tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowds. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree beside the road so he could watch from there. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Listen, it wasn't that Zacchaeus was just looking for Jesus. Jesus was looking for him too, right? Jesus knew who he was. Uh, It wasn't a surprise. Uh, He didn't just see Zacchaeus as a cheat, as a tax collector. He saw Zacchaeus' potential. He saw something more. And Jesus encountered him that day on purpose. You know, in the same way, God doesn't bring difficult uh, people in our life just by accident. Okay, they are there for a reason. Uh, for a purpose in your life. In fact, I think God has three specific reasons that he brings uh, difficult people into our lives. Yeah, so write this first
1: one down. The first purpose is that God might want to use me. Use me. Get this. God may have brought that difficult person into your life so that you can make a difference in their life. Because you got to remember this. Hurt people hurt people right? Hurt people, hurt people. And if a person is hurting you and making your life difficult, it's more likely, it's most likely that it's because they're hurting on the inside and they're dealing with their own insecurities and they're dealing with the problems in their own life by lashing out at you. So God may have put you intentionally in this person's life to use you to make a difference. You might be the only Christ follower in their life The only bright spot in their life. It might be that everybody else responds to this person in a negative way, but you respond differently because you're a follower of Jesus.
0: So use me could be the first reason. But the second reason, write this down, is expose me. Expose me, and this is tough. You know, God uses difficult people in our lives to expose some faults of our own. Uh, to expose some uh, traits uh, that are hidden or that we don't like or we're even not aware of. And, you know, this can happen in one or two ways. God exposes me uh, by bringing someone into my life that's exactly like me in a certain irritating way, right? (laughs) Uh, Just to show me how irritating I am. It's like a mirror right? And this has happened to me before. I meet someone, and you know, sometimes you meet someone, and there's just something you don't like about them. Like, right? We're called to love everybody, but you know, there's something, I just don't like something about this person. And then I go back, and I'm, I'm praying about it. I'm wondering, why don't I like this person? I don't even know this person. Why don't I like it? It's because, and then I realize, it's because I see something in them that I know that's in me, and I don't like it in myself. So of course, I'm not going to like it in them. Yeah. You know, God puts us in stressful situations. Uh, so things get exposed. You know, we're never more like ourselves than when we're under pressure. Our true selves come out when we're under pressure. Mm-hmm. And so, God puts us, uh, that difficult person in our life, just to expose something in us. But, yeah. you know, that's not all. Yeah, the, the third reason.
1: The third reason, and this one is so huge, is God also wants to grow me. That's the third reason, grow me. You know, get this. If God wants to put a godly characteristic in your life, he will often place people in your life who are the exact opposite of that characteristic so that you have to develop it. You see, it's not just about us pointing out the difficulty in others, it's about looking at ourselves and seeing where we need to grow. Jesus talked about this saying, uh, this is Matthew 7, 3, why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own eye. We're so quick to see what's wrong with other people, and we're so slow to see what's wrong with us. I've heard it said that we are all spec inspectors with broken log detectors. It's, that's terrible. Um, I had nothing to do with that. So... Yeah. <laughs> so here's, here's how this works. For, for example, if someone wants, if God wants to develop patience in you, he may put someone near you who is the most irritating person in the entire world so that you have to grow patience. Is that why you're, Yeah, I guess okay. That's why. <laughs> if God wants to put more love in your life, he will often put in your life someone who is unlovable so that you have to work hard and develop that skill of loving unlovable people. If God wants to produce humility in your life, you know what he's gonna do? He will often put people in your life who are much better than you in your life, and it will produce humility in you. You know, listen, most of the time, God puts difficult people in your life, and it's not just to use you or to expose you so many times, it is to grow you, and he has done it on purpose so that he can change you.
0: That's right. And so before you get away from that difficult person, you know, our instinct is to just get away from them. Before you become so focused on trying to change uh, that person, right, stop and ask, what is God trying to change in me? What is God trying to teach me about this? And our next verse, this is an incredible verse. It's from the book of James chapter 1 verse 4. It says, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Underline that phrase. Don't try to get out of anything prematurely. For when endurance is fully developed, you'll be strong in character and ready for anything." And so if you think about it, what it says is don't run from those difficult situations, uh, right? Don't try to get away from those people too soon because if you do, you're going to miss out on what God wants uh, to do in your life uh, because God has a plan and purpose for them in your life. And I know you're probably thinking, boy, God has a sick sense of humor sometimes, (laughs) right, putting this person in my life. But whatever the reason, God has a purpose for every single person uh, in every single situation in your life, no matter how difficult it may be. Yeah, so um, not only are you
1: consistent. Considering what God might want to do through this situation. Here's the second big point today, is you're gonna communicate kindness. When faced with a difficult person, I should communicate kindness. When we simply react to, when we're just reacting to the difficult or annoying people in our life, when we respond with anger or indifference or dismissal, then we're just keeping the status quo going. And at best, we're just trying not to hurt the people in our life. But Jesus, when he responds to Zacchaeus, he responds with kindness. And it's different than how everyone else responds to Zacchaeus. As we continue the story, it's um, Luke 19, verses 5 through 7. Look at how, how Jesus interacts with him here. He says, quick, come down, for I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed, climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the crowds were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. You know, when Jesus responds with kindness, it takes Zacchaeus and the crowd by surprise. But it immediately changes Zacchaeus' cycle of behavior. He responds differently to Jesus because Jesus responds differently to him, and Jesus isn't responding with hate like
0: everyone else is. Listen, if you have the option to respond with kindness uh, or with anger— Uh, Always choose kindness. That's always the best choice. Uh, It doesn't mean that sometimes it's not going to be tough, uh, right? That you might actually have to be tough with someone and, uh, you know, speak truth and hard things uh, into their life. But it does mean that you respond with kindness if you have the option. You know, sometimes responding to an attack with a kind word or smile, you know what that does? It immediately diffuses the situation. It immediately changes the other person. It ends that cycle of violence. It catches the other person off guard because they're not expecting that. They're expecting you to respond in kind or how everyone else is responding to them. And so let me ask you, uh, you know, those difficult people in your life, the ones you've been thinking about, right? Whether it's a boss, a coworker, a spouse, a family member, a friend, whoever it is. uh, What if you chose to respond to them tomorrow with kindness? Do you think it would change the cycle that you're in? I mean, I think it would. Yeah, I mean, we we know
1: that it would, but that's one of those things that's easier said than done, isn't it, right? Because here's what we've all discovered is that you can't manufacture or force kindness consistently by yourself. Have you ever noticed this? Kindness is the natural result of a growing relationship with God. That's where it comes from. Look at how Galatians 5 puts this. It says, but when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Here there is no conflict with the law. So when you turn from your sin to follow Jesus, God gives you the Holy Spirit as a gift, and the Holy Spirit's job is to make you more like Jesus. So when God is in your life, kindness to others will result. Listen, if you're always responding to others with anger, if you're always responding making other people feel low and stupid, then you have to ask yourself a hard question, where is God in my life? And, he, and here's the thing, because if you're responding like that, I guarantee that other people are wondering that same question about you, saying where is God in their life? God doesn't say that being kind is an option. Kindness is just a natural response to a life that has received God's love. So it's important to see here that it's, it's about a growing relationship with God that produces kindness. But kindness is not just reactive to people, it can also be proactive with people as well. Who, who do you need to be kind to this week? It's so easy to be kind to people that you like, <laughs> kind to people that you love, but who can you be kind to in your workplace? Maybe you can invite them to church, which if you think about it, is one of the most kind things you can do to a person is to help introduce them to a life-changing relationship with Jesus because that could change their life forever.
0: That's right. So not only uh, do we communicate kindness, but there's yeah. a next step. And that is we also, when responding to a difficult person, we confront conflict. That's not my favorite. No, it's, yeah. it's not a lot of people's favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you notice how Jesus, in his life, how he responds to people who are living outside of God's best for life. Mm-hmm. The, other people, the other people might label those people as difficult people. Uh, but Jesus shows them unconditional love and kindness, no doubt. Okay, you start with that but he also challenges them to change, uh, to change the way that they are living their life. Here's the thing. You know, with conflict, I've noticed it's either... Uh, People avoid conflict Mm -hmm. or it's their first response. Uh, Like there's never in the middle. But we have to first investigate God's uh, purpose in the situation, right? Then show kindness. And then, and only then, are we in a position to confront that conflict. Let's pick up our story in uh, Luke 19, verse 8. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord. And if I have overcharged people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. I mean, look at the change. Meeting uh, Jesus changed Zacchaeus completely. It completely transformed. He couldn't keep cheating people anymore Mm -hmm. once he experienced Jesus. And here's the point. Just because we have to be kind uh, to the difficult people in our life, it doesn't mean that we don't stand up for what's right. Uh, that we don't do the right thing. Uh, because there are times you're going to have to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. And there are times you're going to have to stand up for others. Mm-hmm. But you do it with kindness. That's right. I think we should
1: actually institute that rule with the IRS, where you're if like, they make a mistake, they have to give you four <laughs> times as much money. I like that. Yeah. No, it, you know, it's, it's absolutely right that being a Christian does not mean getting walked over. There are times you have to stand up for what's right. There's times you have to stand up for yourselves and others. Now, you do it with kindness, but you do it. Uh, 2 Timothy 1 7. I love this. If you're a more of the flee from conflict person, this is an important verse for you. It says, For the spirit that God has given us does not make us timid. Instead, his spirit fills us with power, love, and self control. And so, listen, always remove yourself from an abusive relationship. Don't just let somebody walk over you, don't let someone take advantage of you in a relationship. Jesus wasn't weak. He was meek, and there's a big difference. So Jesus wasn't weak, and neither are you. But confronting conflict also means this. It means doing everything you can in your life to make every broken relationship right within reason.
0: So if you're having a conflict with a difficult person, you know, the boss, coworker, roommate, family, whoever it is, the best way to deal with it is to face up to it and resolve it quickly. You know, don't let it go on too long. Never let a conflict uh, go for a long time, longer than it has to. Uh, In other words, run to the conflict and resolve it. Uh, Do it right away. You see, because what happens if someone makes you angry, okay, and you don't deal with it, you know what's going to happen? It's going to lead to resentment in you. You're going to start to feel resentment for that other person. And that resentment is going to lead to bitterness uh, in your heart. And bitterness is going to make you miserable uh, for a, a long time. It's going to affect your job performance. because It's going to affect all the good things in your life. Your relationships everywhere. It's also going to affect what other people think about you. They're, yeah. You're going to be known as this bitter, angry, resentful person. Yeah. Now, the key is don't postpone it, right? Don't ignore it. But face it. Make the relationship right. Now... It gets tricky when it's your boss Mm -hmm. because there's only so much you can do. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you respond with kindness and you just react differently. You can certainly do that. But at some point, you know, you're going to have to accept the fact that, hey, my boss is a difficult person. uh, And I'm not going to be able to change them. I don't have the power to change them. Uh, God does. So I'm Mm going to be praying for them. I'm going to leave it up to to God to do that. But me, I'm going to change how I respond to them. Uh, So I don't continue to feed uh, that difficulty in that other person. Yeah.
1: So here's the question. Is there someone in your job or in your life right now that you're thinking about because you've had a conversation or a disagreement or there's been a situation and you now have a broken relationship with that person? If so, I know that that broken relationship is causing you pain in your life. And not only that, it becomes a distraction. You find yourself thinking about it at weird times. You're trying to go to bed at night, and instead you're just thinking about this conflict that's ongoing. You've gotta take care of it, whether it's their fault or your fault, it doesn't matter. Whether it's a phone call, an in-person, an email, whatever it is, the more personal it can be, the better, right, more mature people use more personal forms of communication, less mature people use less personal forms of communication. But when faced with a difficult person, Jesus shows us that we need to consider God's purpose, respond with kindness, confront the conflict as soon as possible, and then here's the last thing.
0: To choose to love like Jesus. Now what does that mean? right? To, to love like Jesus. Well, simply put, it means to uh, love people just as, okay? Jesus loves them. And as is. <laughs> Difficulty, warts, ugliness, all of it. Commit to love them as they are, not on the condition of changing them. I call this a just as, as is principle. I just made that up, right? Love people (laughs) just as Jesus loves them and as they are right now. No strings attached. Now, if you remember our story, Jesus loved Zacchaeus before he changed, right? He didn't wait till he changed and then decide to love him. No, he didn't love him on the condition of him changing. No, it, in fact, it was that unconditional love from Jesus that actually changed Zacchaeus. Uh, let's pick up our story, verse 9 and 10. Jesus responded Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a son of Abraham. And I, the Son of Man, have come to seek and save those like him who are lost. Now, I'll admit, loving a difficult person unconditionally is hard. It's really hard to do uh, because there are certain uh, things about the person that we would like to change, right? We would like to change those things about that person. And we say, you know, I don't want to love that person as is. I want them to change first, and then I'll love them. Yeah. But the,
1: here's the, where this intersects so powerfully with with the Christian message and faith, is what if God had decided that he wouldn't love us or wouldn't accept us until we got all better? Ouch. Yeah. What if God said, instead of saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, what if God had said, come to me when you get all your junk worked out and then I'll love you, right? We would all be in trouble. We would all be in trouble because we've all, we, <laughs> we can't get our junk worked out, we're, we're all messed up, we all have issues most people in this world, certainly myself included, are looking for someone to love them unconditionally. And so many of our work relationships would be better if we could learn to love people the way that God loves us, just as we are and as is, just as, as is, just as we are and with no strings attached. So many of our marriages would be better if we could love our spouse instead of trying to change them. That's right, and here's the
0: truth. No one has the power to change Until they know that they are loved first. Like that's what changes them. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm saying is don't see people as projects. Okay, we love to take on projects like I'm going to change this person. No, don't focus on their faults and hope they will change. No, I mean maybe they'll change, maybe they won't. Like we, we don't know. But our job is to love them just as, as is. Uh, look at how Jesus puts it in Matthew 5, verse 44 and 46. He says, I'm challenging you. Okay, I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with prayer. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? <laughs> I mean, anybody can do that, Jesus says. And so Jesus says, what good are you if you can only love the people who are easy to love? I mean, everyone does that, Mm -hmm. right? Jesus says, but if you want to be like me, learn to love like me. Uh, Learn to love the people you would rather not love. Learn to love the people that are very hard to love, even those people you don't even like that much, like (laughs) the difficult people in your life. Yeah,
1: I think you can see the core of the principle here is that God wants us to love other people because they need it, not because they deserve it. We are to love people just as Jesus loves us, as is, with all their faults and flaws. It's the just as, as is principle. It's the principle Jesus wants us to live our lives by. All right, so we're gonna do something today that is uh, a little bit different for uh, Renewal Church. I fun. To, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be different, it's gonna be fun. So this side of the room is gonna be the just as side of the room, and this side of the room is gonna be the as is side of the room. Are you ready? Ash is ready. Okay, so when, 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 when I come to this side, you're going to say out loud, just as, and this side is, as is. Why don't we test them? Okay. Yeah.
0: Just as, as is. That's All right. okay. Great. So when your boss demeans you in front of everyone else, decide to love him or her. Just as, as is. When a coworker talks behind your back about you, love him or her. Just as, as is. When your spouse is being unreasonable Mm -hmm. and overly demanding and you've had enough, decide to love him or her. Just as, as is. When a friend or family member takes out her personal pain on you with some very hurtful words, love them. Just as, as is. And this is the most important one of all Mm -hmm. right here. So pay attention. When your pastor messes up and does or says something stupid again, Uh love him. Just as, as is. <laughs> Look, this is not a perfect world, and this
1: is not a perfect church. At Renewal, we're a community of and for weird people. It's just who we are, right? We all have our flaws. We all have our our. our Weird is such an understatement. Yes. I mean, but we're all, br- we're all broken people. We all bring that with us into the church. We're a bunch of as-is people that are trying to do life together and trying to love each other just as
0: God loves us. That's right. I mean, the truth is, right, uh, we're going to have to deal with difficult people every day. For the rest of our lives, yeah. we're going to run into difficult people. We can't avoid the tank, the sniper, the grenade. We can't avoid those types of people. Uh, We don't have a choice in that, but we do have a choice in how we respond to that. So consider God's purpose. Communicate kindness. Confront conflict and then love like Jesus loves. You know, I want to end our time by reading this last verse together. Uh, And as we read this, I want you to think about the difficult person in your life. I want you to just think about them really hard and how God wants you to respond to them this week. Uh, Our last verse is from 1 John 4.11. Let's read this verse out loud together. Are you guys ready? And go. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. You know, I guess you're not so difficult after all.
1: It's up for debate.